Hello and welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Amy McDonald here, yoga business coach. I feel like I haven't spoken to you for so long because uh, I took a week off. It, uh, it's been I've, I've been running this particular iteration of my business for about four years and I haven't actually taken any time off walking the talk busted but last week I did it and man was it great I just kind of sat around and did a whole lot of nothing a new friend of mine she said to me we we met um and we had a business friend and we we had a meeting and after the meeting it was a you know first like a first date business sense and after the meeting she sent me an email and she said girl you need to get yourself on a holiday immediately and so I took one and it was fantastic and she also said this is a cool process she said her process for uh, she was doing some energetic recalibration work as well and she said she wakes up she says she she thinks what do I how do I feel what do I need game changer you think you know this stuff because you work in the industries we work in? Big thank you to her. How do I feel? What do I need? I did it for seven straight days. It was amazing. Loved it. And what's super cool about all of that is I'm really pumped to be back here talking to you all and sharing all the goodness about how you can have an abundant yoga business, feel great about serving people and generate prosperity along the way. I uh, have the very good fortune as a part of my job to get to interview very cool yoga teachers from all around the world. And I have been doing that these past couple of days with some yoginis in the States um, who have been talking with me about how self-worth and business success can sometimes be um, uh, in an unhealthy way interconnected, that we can measure uh, our sense of self based on how successful we are being in business. And if you are watching this, uh, listening into this, shoot me some comments. You know, if you're, if you're watching this later than when I'm recording it, is this a thing for you? Have you ever had that experience where you are equating the success in your yoga business with your own sense of self or um, uh, self-worth? And I know that when I started out uh, as a coach back in, I don't know what, 2012, um, and the culture of the coaching industry at that time was very much kind of like this get rich quick kind of scenario. And because I hadn't done a whole lot of work on my money story at that time and still really believed that struggle was righteous, um, so hey if that might still be your story I was getting all the free stuff I could reading all the books from the library getting all of the free stuff that all of these get rich quick kind of coaches had and, and trying to implement it all and so I'd, I'd swept myself up in this environment of you know you, you might have even seen them maybe you get them on your YouTube uh, ads or maybe you you get them uh, coming in your Facebook Messenger ads, these kind of advertising, like the, the dude leading on the Lambo, like, you know, this is, I've got so much money, I use it for toilet paper, this kind of, so I was, I unconsciously put myself in that environment because I was looking to get as much free training and resources as I, as I could. And because I hadn't done a whole lot of work on healing my money story at that time, that 
way of thinking about look at me on my Lambo, I'm so successful, permeated and started to, I started to assimilate it in my body as I'm a good person when my business is successful, which also looks like I'm a good person based on relative to my bank balance and my attendance, number of clients, number of students in my classes. That's how I know if I'm a good person or not. Now, <laughs> saying this out loud, some years less, seven years later, obviously that's bonko nuts, right? I get that. But I didn't realize it at the time. I hadn't done the reflective work on what I believed about money. And I was swept up in um, a whole lot of what looking back, I suspect was like, I don't actually think that, I, here we go, here we go, we're going to do it. Get ready, everybody. Here it comes. Dating analogy. There's a lot of people on Tinder who have photos of themselves on leaning on very expensive cars. I'm pretty sure that they just happened by that vehicle, parked in the street, and they quickly took the photo before someone came out and said, excuse me, sir, move away from the car. Similarly, I think in the uh, entrepreneurial space, which is where I was hanging out, there's a fair bit of that charlatan snake oil. Look at my Lambo that actually I just happened to walk past because I'm in Miami and that's, you know, they're there. I happened to go to a get rich quick seminar in Las Vegas. What do you know? There's quite a few of these vehicles uh, <laughs> in the street. So, I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to beat myself. I won't beat myself up for how I, how that came to be back then. But what I love now is that for me, I've done that work to understand that my self-worth is uh, contained, like it exists. It's a phenomenon and a reality and it can't be eroded by things such as my business success. Earlier this week, I was talking to one of my clients who is just an amazing person and has come so far since quitting a corporate job and launching a yoga business. I mean, I don't know, definitely under a year ago. And we were talking about the possibility of perhaps cancelling a particular event that had been an ongoing thing in my client's schedule happening once a month, but the numbers seemed to be down and maybe it was time to pull the pin. It wasn't the right offer anymore. We were doing some coaching on that. And I said, and, and, and what became apparent was, in fact, my client wasn't given the time of year, it was a more of a seasonal offering and the seasons are changing, my client was no longer interested in offering that particular type of event at this current time of year. And so we were coaching on, well, maybe that's why the numbers are down because you actually, you know, it's not your bar, you're not, you're not lit up about offering it right now. Okay, great. So we can agree that that's the reality and that's how she's feeling. But then when it came time to have the conversation about, okay, it's undersubscribed, there's like two people, that's okay. You can offer them something else or refund them. It's very easy to refund them. You're not financially committed to the venue, nothing like that. There's no financial risk here. Um, there's no public relations kind of student letdown risk because there's enough time for them to go to something else fabulous that weekend. You actually don't want to teach it right now. You'd love to teach it when it gets cooler again, but right now this is not your vibe. You're interested in doing other things. Let's cancel. My client had this huge resistance to actually canceling it. And when we dug a little bit more on that, what we uncovered was that canceling that event, despite the scenario that I just described, 
in cancelling that event, my client was perceiving that as some kind of business failure and immediately connecting that to, and therefore I, my client, am somehow failing. Amazing, right? So think about it. If, if you've got something in the mix, you've been teaching it for a while, it's been going great so far, but actually it's kind of dropping off. And truth is, you prefer to let it go for a while and relaunch it later. So cancel it. And then, and then from that space, the brain goes, that makes you a bad person. That's really intense. And so today I wanted to just talk about and reflect on where in your yoga business are you equating success or lack of success to self-worth? Because let's face it, that's when it gets dangerous. I only had eight people on my retreat. I'm a loser of a human. You know, this stuff is real and I'm playing with it here because it can be very real for some people. So I want to be lighthearted about it. You know, um, my, um, I've only ever sold three one-to-one yoga class packages since I started teaching two years ago. I am not meant to be a yoga teacher. I suck and I need to go back to being a secretary, for example. Um, let's see what else. Um, um, <laughs> another one of my amazing clients, you know, again, she's, she's showing up for a call with this energy of like, oh, I'm in a funk, I'm crap, I don't know what to do, I'm out of my depth, label, label, judgment, judgment, inner critic, like chitavritiing up the yin-yang. That was a cross kind of cultural metaphor that may or may not have worked, let me know. So we took a look at, well, what's going on? Let's have a look. Let's show me your screen. Where are we at? She was particularly talking about a Facebook ad and, and no, she wasn't talking specifically about a Facebook ad. She was telling me overall for Facebook ads, she sucked, it was useless, it wasn't working and ergo, she must be rubbish at it, didn't have the capacity to learn from it, was bored, was somehow flaking out in her business by not being better and more interested, et cetera, et cetera. Lengthy story, interesting. We're complex characters here. We like to you know, have, have complex stories. So we took a look at her results. I was sharing this on uh, Instagram, I think recently, yesterday. We took a look at her results. She had spent for the previous week, she had spent 30 euro, 30 euro, which she's like, oh, but nothing happened. I spent all this money and I didn't get any results. I had like two people come to class as a result of spending 30 euro, 30 euro for two people. That's shit. And I'm beating myself up because I've got crappy results. Again, if you're watching this, if this is resonating for you, type it in. I want to know. So, okay, I want to test this hypothesis. As the coach, often my job is to challenge someone's crappy opinion of themselves. And I'm happy to report that I normally win those debates. So we take a look at the numbers. All right, you spent 30 euro and, well, aren't you crap because only two people showed up. Hmm. So tell me. Of the two people that showed up, what did they buy? Turns out she sold 210 euro of yoga to those two people. So that's seven times in return on her investment. She spent 30 euro on Facebook. She made 210 euro teaching yoga. 
Now, like I was saying to someone else, one of my other clients who was on that call, like far out, I would take those numbers every day and twice on Sunday. No, that's a lie. I'd take it twice every day and six times on Sunday. I'd put two zeros on that and cha-ching, not only cha-ching, but that's a truckload more people that are getting the joys and the benefits and the healing of yoga that you're offering. You're supporting more people. So again, for today, when we look at um when we look at when we inherently knit together what's going on in our business with our personal identity when we take everything personally in business if something didn't work i'm a bad person we're an incredible risk and we're making life incredibly difficult uh for ourselves remember and this is my favorite 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 part of the, everything all the joy that i got from my time in the anusara yoga movement my favorite, favorite, favorite part is the part where John Friend says in the immersion manual that your birthright is to be a pulsating bliss ball. Hell yes, I'll take that. So if we take, whether you want to call it, whether you're into that much like florid language, I love John for that, but whatever. Or if you just understand that actually, you know, embodiment rocks. And uh, if you are, if, if we're talking, if we're talking, macrocosm microcosm if we're talking like uh you know uh, if we're talking about like metaphysics here right we're all god having a human experience this is just like shiver you know going hey what'll happen if i did this boing ha cool that happened like if we're talking about the leela the russell leela of the universe you're already awesome you're already perfect you're experiencing karma and leela because that's what happens when you get embodied but not because you're an inherently shit person. You're actually God having a human experience. You're actually a little glitter of the divine disco ball. And so in that, you're meant to have a good time. And when Leela or Karma kicks you in the ass, great. That happens to all of us and it gets to be grist for the meal. What can I learn from this? How did I fuck that up? What would I do differently next time? Sure. Right. Great. And depending on your... Um, personal belief system maybe this is like intergenerational for you from a karmic perspective maybe it's not maybe you're more of a neural pathways are my karma person regardless i don't believe and i don't think yoga teaches us that we are put here to suffer or that we're inherently wounded or wrong when we come through i don't think we have that teaching in our tradition so that being said your self-worth it's protected it's not it's actually, if you choose, it's actually not corrodible by things such as your level of success in business. You're awesome regardless. Can you be awesome and do dumb things in business? You bet. I've done it. <laughs> it's very easy, in fact. Can you, can you be a great person and feel good about yourself and know that you're really giving it a good shot and still fuck it up? Of course. I do that all the time. Like just art, like here's a here's a classic example. I showed up an hour late to the start of my own retreat last year. <laughs> Oops. I thought it started at four o'clock. Turns out it started at three. Everyone else was there, starting to get a bit nervous because they're in Thailand. I don't know where they are. And where's this blonde woman with the bad potty mouth? No show. That happened. I make mistakes all the time. Does that I mean I'm not being cavalier about making mistakes. No one I don't I, I'm in alignment based yoga teacher. I don't like to be sloppy, believe it or not. 
in terms of my business. I get really pissed when I make a dumb mistake. Um, but am I taking it personally? No, I'm not saying, like last week, here's another one, last week, a bunch of you, 500 or so of you, got an email you weren't supposed to get. <laughs> I sent it to the wrong list. That sort of stuff, it pissed me off, sure. Was it a mistake? Yep. Did it really matter? No. But did I go, oh my God, I'm rubbish. Like, I'm a shit person. I'm going to hide under the duvet because I've made a colossal mistake and I'm not meant to do this stuff. How on earth can I teach people about how to sell things with email if I can't get it right? I'm rubbish, I'm a fraud, I'm a fake, I'm a la 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 la. No, didn't do that. Didn't do that because my self-worth is contained, <laughs> thankfully, regardless of all the that sometimes happen in my business. So, check in. If you are at a point in your business where you're starting to realize that in fact you're equating your self-worth with your business success, welcome. This gets to be a journey. And it's like the first time I saw Julie at Sri Yoga in Brisbane do Tidibhasana and it blew my mind. What? That's even a thing? I came up through Shivananda. Ain't a whole lot of arm balances there. What the hell's going on? Uh, firefly people, firefly. <laughs> I don't know if you know Julie, but she's got this kick-ass scar from open heart surgery just like she's just the coolest lady and then she just went up off the floor and i thought man like shakti putt blew my mind that was a, you know that it gets to be like that if you're having that moment now by suddenly realizing that huh i'm not my bank balance or huh i'm not my retreat attendance or huh i'm not actually my wednesday night yin class attendance Excellent, welcome. This gets to be a journey that you progress with over time. Speaking of business mistakes, I uh, here's another one, because I'm not kidding, these happen all the time for me. Here's another one that happened to me this week. Um, I'm uh, currently, like I said at the start, I think of this, this uh, training, I'm currently interviewing a bunch of people from all over the world uh, for the Business of Yoga Speaker Series 6. So we've got, so far, I think we've got 12 interviews lined up. Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be interviewing 12 experts, recording them all for you, and then lovingly inviting you to join up, watch them all, listen to them on the podcast, whatever, uh, towards the end of May. It'll be great. Now, as much as possible, these people are all over the world. Pretty much none of them seem to live on my massive island. Um, and that means that we have a time zone situation. And if you've been a client of mine, you know already that time zones, not one of my Ashta cities, <laughs> not a magical power of mine at all. And thankfully, my team are awesome and they help me not F that up. However, uh, I woke up at... Uh, TMI alert and opportunity for personal reflection. I woke up in the middle of the night on Tuesday morning, check the phone because Amy needs to buy an alarm clock so she doesn't use her phone as the clock in the middle of the night because if you know what I'm talking about, hey, Linda, if you know what I'm talking about, hey, Linda, how the hell are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Tell me something. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, that you use your phone as your clock and then you check it in the middle of the night and then you're suddenly like, oh, well, what do you know? I might just swipe open that notification because I'm interested. So anyway, I didn't do that. But what I did do is I saw that someone had booked in for an interview with me. Great. Okay, whatever. That's the time. Quarter to three. What am I doing? Go back to sleep. Put back. This is my hack for going to sleep if you have insomnia. Autobiography of a Yogi from Audible with Ben Kingsley. I always start at 
Chapter 12, Years in My Master's Hermitage. I know that chapter quite well. Anyway, okay, earphones back in, back to Ben, thanks, gone, Yogananda, Jai. So, um, but then when I woke up in the morning, like, I don't know, it was like 6.30, um, I had this notification saying, you've got an interview in half an hour. What? I'm supposed to have my shit together, let alone like be kind of remotely sanitary and on video interviewing someone that I don't even know yet because she booked at quarter to three last night. Like I like to do a bit of research on my interviewees, you know, so that I can show up and ask them intelligent questions and know a bit about their business. And this woman booked in three hours, 15 minutes or whatever, do the math, um, ago. And now I'm still in bed, uh, not even coffeeed yet for Amy, danger zone. If you've been on my retreat, you know that. No prana, no coffee, no prana. What am I going to do? Now, back in 2012, the time that I was talking about when I was earlier in the training, when I was still working my corporate job, when I was being bullied, when I was taking my my employer to court because the bullying was so bad. Like it was bad. There was a lot of crying in bathroom stalls. I'm not going to lie. And I was determined to get myself out of this funk by building a business, reading all of the free stuff, learning from all of these dudes leaning on Lambos that they probably didn't own. Back then, when, and I was doing interviews with people, different topic, but I was doing these sorts of interviews with people even back then, 2012. If I'd woken up and seen that message, first I would have, like leapt out of bed, I don't know what, to sort of sort the bedtime, not not bedtime situation, and I would have been there at the computer on time because I would have done anything it took. Because if I didn't, I would have thought of myself as a colossal failure. I've effed this person around. I've, I've fucked it up again with the scheduler. I, I can't even get a meeting time right. I'm such a crappy person. This is never going to work. I'm going to, and then all of the stuff about, anyway, it would have just been a disaster, not only because I had totally transgressed my own business boundaries, personal boundaries, but also because I had so deeply connected my business success to my self-worth. So what was curious and what I love, because this is how yoga works, right? It is revelatory. You, you just keep doing it and then whoop, hang on. I've learned something new and I'm actually a different person now. Didn't do it, in, you know, consciously. It just, Shakti part, it just happened. So <laughs> I've got my phone, it's in bed, 6.35. Like, you know, I've given myself sort of seven to kind of like uh, daydream and do a bit of dog paddling and all of those good things. Um, so I, did, I thought, right, I'll just go bed, tell this lady. So I just messaged her back and said, there's been a mistake with my scheduler. It's my fault. I'm going to fix the scheduler so that people can't book their interviews in such short notice because actually uh, it's night, it's been night time for me. I'll also send you a rebooking link because I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Send. Done. Okay, I fucked up the scheduling thing. When I got to work yesterday morning, I accessed my scheduler, made sure that it says I need 24 hours notice for someone booking in. So that I'm not waking up in the morning going, oh, Toledo. Um, but I didn't go down the rabbit hole of I'm rubbish. I, I, I didn't go into guilt about messing this person around. Sure, maybe it was an inconvenience to her. And I own the fact that the mistake was mine. I wasn't trying to, um, I wasn't trying to avoid the reality that I'd made a mistake. I hadn't configured my booking software correctly. And this fabulous eager beaver woman uh, saw that she could 
Yes, she was interested. Yes, she was going to do it. Yes, she submitted the information and let's get this thing done now. I love that kind of atara, like, and now uh, energy, fantastic. My bad that I hadn't configured the software appropriately. So I apologize for that. I fixed the software and I, and I made a, um, and I made a, uh, 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 you know, I, I reached out to her to make a new appointment, but that's it. I took ownership of the mistake, but I did not go down the rabbit hole of I'm a rubbish person. I, I've let her down. I don't even know how to run a business. I can't, who am I to even do this? Maybe I need to second guess myself. Maybe I should go back to my corporate job because no longer am I so clearly saying business success equals self-worth. Now, sometimes I trip myself up. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect at this. Perfection would be tedious as hell, right? We all know that. Um, but I'm a hell of a lot better than I used to be. So I want to know if this is a thing for you, you know, do you sometimes get into a space where if something's not working in your business, you're taking it really personally? I want to know. Um, one of my clients, um, Greg and I have this running joke about not taking personally weirdo things that people say to you on the internet because that happens social media much hey danny if you're watching this or listening to this uh, i love that you've got the foot fetishes as well it's not just me um you know the, the if we took it all personally you'd never get out of bed in the morning i mean think about it we get paid to wear tight clothing and and stick our butts in people's faces kind of like if you had have told me that when I was at high school and riddled with body dysmorphia, <laughs> imagine my career counselor had said to me then, well, Amy, you know what I think you should do? I think you should like, um, I think you should wear tight clothing. I think you should have professional photographs of yourself taken in that tight clothing. And I think you should put them all over the internet and pay as much money as you can for as many people as you can to see the photograph of you with the tight pants on. Now, if someone hadn't said that to me when I was 16 and convinced that I was abhorrent, I don't know what I would have done. It wouldn't have been good. You know, God, no. What did I want to be back then? I don't know. Whatever. Planet Saving Crusader. Okay. Hey, Susan's. Good to see you here. Susan's. Facebook says you're a top fan. How good is that? My point is um, the roles that we have chosen for ourselves and the passion that we have for sharing the healing powers of yoga. Um, mean that uh, mean that we um we are exposed to more criticism that sort of more barbed criticism right i think about the times when you know i've had i've had jobs type, this will be fun hey magda this will be fun type into the chat uh those of you here live with me type into the chat the jobs that you've had that you just seriously did not give a shit about We've all had them, right? Like when you need to make some money and you just go get a job. And sure, you, I'm not saying you did a bad job. You did a you, you did a good job, but it's not like you were going home at night and thinking about it. Ah, uh, here's mine. Amy worked at Sexpo. Yes, Amy worked at Sexpo. If you don't know what Sexpo is, folks, it's one of those big conventions that's all about sex. It's like all of the sex stores kind of have vendor tables and sell stuff. Amy worked at Sexpo. I was supposed to work for like three days. Uh, I was selling corsets and porno magazines. Sometimes you just need a little bit of extra cash, right? Whatever. Susan was a server at a restaurant, way classier, Susan. 
Amy Worth, uh, I also sold fertilizer, but that was a different event. Okay, so Amy Worth Gifts Expo, and um, that was, a, you know, I didn't care about that job, whatever. In fact, I kind of just felt sad for people, if you want to know. Uh, the pornos, the magazines that I was selling, they were kind of old and they were out of date and they were really cheap. It was like three, five bucks. And so all of the people, all of the low, just, it was kind of like just lonely men that didn't have much spare cash. And, and, and when you, and you had to get the three that they picked, you had to put them in a black plastic bag so that when they left Sexpo, no one would know that they had pornographic magazines in their bags. It's just really kind of sad and lonely and shameful. I think it was supposed to be like hot, racy. It kind of left me feeling sad. Anyway, humans, right? Aren't we awesome? More yoga. We all need more yoga. Those men need more yoga. Just come and come and enjoy company again rather than being lonely and look, watching a, reading a sad kind of 1982 magazine with naked ladies. Anyway, I digress. My point is the jobs that we have now in choosing to be yoga teachers, healers, light workers, we care about that a lot. We care about it so much. These are businesses that are from the heart. We are not just here for the money. We are not just looking to pay the bills. We is not just getting a bit of extra scratch to put the kids through whatever, buy the school books, whatever. We're yoga teachers because we could not do anything else. That trying to do anything else actually felt uh, that it wasn't our truth for better or worse, our dharma is to do this. And because of that passion, we are way more vulnerable, susceptible to equating self-worth with business success. Think about it. I was, I was not passionate about selling corsets. And it's really awkward when a woman is convinced she wants to buy a corset and you just know there ain't enough ribbon in the back of that thing to get it wide enough, but what are you gonna do? It was awkward. Anyway. It was an awkward time, but I wasn't passionate about that. I was there for the cash as opposed to what I do now when, you know, I'm so passionate about this. I am so thrilled to celebrate my client's success. I was on the phone yesterday with a client and he said um, his average income, weekly income for the past five weeks is over $1,000 a week. And I remember when we started working together, we had two discovery calls because he was so uh, he was, he was, he was a good investor in his business. I'll give him that well done for doing due diligence. But he, I think in hindsight, I actually think that he was actually dubious that you could make, I said to him, you could do a hundred grand as a yoga teacher. You'd still more and he, uh, not into that. So I said, well, how, how much would feel good? He's like, well, if I could do 50 grand, then I would feel good about it. And look, he, like I said, the past five weeks, he's averaged over a thousand dollars a week. Do the math, 52 weeks thousand bucks bingo bango you got it that stuff like i would turn cartwheels in my lounge room if my house wasn't so small because it lights me up so much similarly being with my clients who are going through adversity where things are not working out where they're frightened when they're scared and me helping them with that process i can't even tell you i, I literally get out of bed every morning like oh my god really i get to do all of that again amazing and because of, and I really hope that you feel like that about your business, sharing yoga, but if you do other things, if it's not just yoga, if you, you know, if you're a healer, body worker, energy, whatever, um, Pilates, life coach, nutritionist, 
personal trainer, whatever it is that you do, but I genuinely really desire for you that you feel that emotionally committed to your work because when we are living from that place of passion, it always feels good even when the shit is coming down and it will and it does and whatever. And because of that level of passion, we are more vulnerable to taking things personally when they don't go well in business. I could care less how much money that woman made selling corsets and pornos. I could care less. But I actually do care about my own personal financial situation. Hey, Danny, we're talking soon, right? I'm excited about that. I was just talking about you earlier and how we've both had the same Instagram uh, foot person reach out and say hi. But it doesn't have to be that way is my point. The fact that you're very passionate about what you do doesn't mean that what you do reflects on who you are. It can be one of the ways that you demonstrate who you are to the world and you celebrate yourself and your gifts in the world. But when you have a setback in business, it is not some kind of sign from the universe that you're a shitbird, that you're failing, that it's never going to work out, that you may as well give up now because everyone else is awesome and you're crap. That's, but you know, that is that is some negative self-talk and, you know, let's do some coaching on it or NLP or rub yourself with a crystal or whatever needs to happen with how you shift stuff. The fact is it's not how it works. It's just not how it works. You get to have preserved and enclosed in love or golden light or however you want to do it your self-worth, regardless of the mistakes you make in business, regardless of if you cancel something, regardless of if no one shows up, regardless of if you get an email from someone telling you that you are the worst yoga teacher ever, regardless of the fact that you have to put the groceries on a credit card because you've got a cash flow situation, whatever. None of it actually impacts on who you are as a person, not if you show up as a yogi. You know, you have committed to some principles here, whether you're a classicist or not, inherent, you know, essentially to be a good person. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. It's kind of like, you know, yoga 101. You've committed to that. If you are doing your best with what you know and have in the moment, regardless of what you might think about that situation down the road, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And if you conduct yourself in that way, fuck ups and failures and setbacks and screw ups in your business are not indicators that you're a rubbish human being. Can I get a Jai yoga? Can I get a Jai five on that people? Now, as I said, that was my short comment about that. What I want to do before we finish up for today is go over and give Katarina a little bit of uh, feedback about her website. So folks, in case you've missed the memo, we're doing website makeovers again. So if you ever have a website you'd like me to take a look at it, I would love to. Uh, you can just message me somewhere. If you're on the podcast, shoot me an email, amy at amymcdonald.com.au. If you're wherever else you are, hit me up. Um, all right, so uh, Katarina is at yamayoga.se. Uh, okay, so first up, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna share screen with you here if you're on the if you're on the Facebooks with me because I'm really hoping that uh, these are some universal principles. So if you want to go check out uh, Katarina's page, yamayoga.se. So the first thing that I noticed, Katarina, is that you have your eyes closed, honey, on your header image. Folks, 
imagine if I did this whole Facebook Live with my eyes closed. <laughs> One, it would be weird, right? Uh, but two, you would probably feel less engaged with me if you couldn't see my eyeballs. The reality is we're animals and we pick up cues and we get feedback and we feel connected to each other when we look into my eyes, look into my eyes, right? That just is real. And the same is true in an image. So if you have a photograph of yourself, and I want you to, as the hero image on your website, hero image is the first shot that you see on a website before you have to scroll, right? Above the fold, before you have to scroll. I want you to have a photograph of yourself there. Different if you have a studio, that's another conversation. But if, it, if you are a, a freelancer, if you are a solo yogipreneur, have your eyes open. I know, I know a lot of people have their eyes shut, particularly all of you. I love yoga nidra. I love restorative yoga. I love yin yoga folks. Excellent. Give me some of those pictures later on the page. But if I, imagine if I showed up to your house and you open the door with your eyes closed, it's going to be kind of odd. Or you went on a first date and uh, actually, you know what? This is, this is not a dating analogy, believe it or not. But uh, uh, two weeks ago, I was at a seminar, three-day seminar about Facebook. Awesome, I'll tell you more about it later. One of the people I met, I think he was trying to get like as much free coaching out of me as he could. Little did he know, I have exceptional boundaries about giving free coaching to people who aren't in my community. Wah, 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 he didn't quite get much. But this guy, he had the worst eye contact of anybody I have met for such a long time. I'd forgotten kind of how important, even though I tell you guys to do this all the time, I'd kind of forgotten about it because, you know, yogis, we kind of look at each other. This guy, it was bizarre. Like it's just me and him. There is no one else in the conversation. And he's asking me stuff and telling me about his business. And he is looking at like, I don't know, like, stage left or whatever, like down on the carpet, like two meters behind me. It was weird. And the same is true for your website. If you're not looking at me when I open up your page, it's kind of like, where is she at? I can't connect with this person. So Katerina, I want to see, I like the photo in the cave, in the white. Yes, yes, yes. And the south of all of it. Give me an eyes open if you've got one. For those who yearn for less stress and more relaxation, nice, yes. What is Medi Yoga, courses and dropping about, yes, the buttons look good. Okay, Katarina and everybody, I hate cheese ball stock photos. And I think that you are all so much more interesting than cheese ball stock photos. So I am not a fan of the photograph about the puzzle pieces, Katarina. Um, even if you took it yourself. This is where it can sort of be tricky, folks, because we can think that, hey, Mon, I just gotta do a, hey, Katie, Katie, I just gotta make sure I'm not running late for you. Holy smokes, Are we, am I running late for you yet? No, okay, good, got a bit more time. Phew. Okay, so um, here's the thing about stock photos. It can be tricky when you have photos taken that this is actually my hand, or these are actually my bolsters, and this, it's such a great photograph that kind of looks stock. But some stock photos are always going to look cheesy and stock photo-y, no matter, um, you know, no matter where they come from. Anything that's, um, you know, anything that sort of like those horrible corporate posters from the noughties, you know, like Thrive and the woman standing on the cliff, all that stuff, the puzzle pieces on Katarina's website, it just looks cheeseball. So what would be better if you're looking for a picture with puzzle pieces, because this is the name of the program, mock that up, have a 
you know, one of this and your puzzle pieces or I don't know, whatever else you do, oracle cards, crystals, yada, whatever, chime thing. Um, so that it, it, it still looks relevant and it doesn't look like it could be on a corporate poster. Um, I just think that you are all so much more complex and interesting than banal kind of stock photos. So I would ditch that. See, and here we've got medical yoga for a more beautiful life. That photograph, Katarina, with the little uh, lotus tea light thing and your uh, zazen and all of that, I can tell that that's a real photo and that's probably the props that you use in your classes. I like that so much more. Yes, like the about section, download the free audio file. It takes you from stress to calm in three minutes. Love that, Katarina. The only thing I would say to tweak on that, download the free audio, is to make like a mock-up of it. So it looks like, you know, a mock-up, um, if someone can type this into the chat for me, if you use something like placeit.net, it, it's a mock-up generator and you can generate mock-ups of like, so it looks like an iPhone with the headset and your uh, audio playing on the iPhone. People appreciate free opt-in gifts if they can conceptually understand, like if you can convey that it's somehow tangible. So at the moment, you've got the little icon of the earphones, but if you could have an image mocked up that looks like here is a legit album, MP3 file that's got your branding on it and the title, on an iPhone while someone's listening to it, that is got, excuse me, that is going to convert better than uh, just the headphone image sitting there. Okay, nice one, Katarina. Thanks for sending us your website. And don't forget, folks, if you want to have a website review, hit me up. Love, love, love doing them. Katie Darden giving me the fist bump. Monique says, just tuning in and no idea what topic you are talking about, but boom, that comment resonates. I'm sorry I read your comment too late because <laughs> I don't know which one. <laughs> Placeit.net. Thanks, Magda. You're my hero. Yeah. Okay, folks, that's pretty much everything that I wanted to uh, talk about today, which is essentially, are you equating your self-worth with your business success? They're not the same thing. Both of them, I would love to be high and happy and bountiful. Um, but when the business isn't going the direction that you want it to go, doesn't mean that you're a fuck up doesn't mean that you're a bad person, doesn't mean that you're not meant to be doing this. Final point on this topic, particularly I love you for all of you more woo-woo types. If something Fs up in your business, it's not a sign from the universe that you're meant to quit, right? That's not how it works. Oh, you know, just imagine there's like shiver, buyer V and buyer of it, right? Up there, looking at it all happening, enjoying the Russell leader of the whole situation. Whatever your spirituality and beliefs are, correlate this metaphor. But essentially, like the universe is like, huh, what's going on today? Hmm, uh, for example, um, uh, oh, look, um, uh, look at this yoga teacher. Ha ha, gosh, she's so not meant to be doing that. She's so meant to be still just doing a stay-at-home mum thing and wondering what to do with her time because there's no more laundry to fold and she's feeling kind of empty. She needs to go back to that. I know. We will make installing a Facebook pixel incredibly complex. <laughs> That's not how it works, actually. Or, or um, uh, what about this one? Um, well, look at her. She's too big for her britches. She should just be teaching tiny yoga classes, not trying to teach an international retreat for the first time. I know. 
we won't let anybody sign up for the super early bird, so people only sign up for the early bird. It's BS, right? That's not how the universe works. <clears throat> like, if actually you've actually supported, if you have the desire that you're meant to do something, you're meant to do something. And if that changes over time because it was actually more about the lesson than the outcome, that's your process. But Dumbo things happening along the way. Me having the interview with the woman booked at quarter to three in the morning. That's not the universe saying, oh, you're not meant to interview her. That's just the fact that Amy fucked up configuring her scheduling software. Right? Um, what, what other Dumbo, like, like, um, I sent, like I said earlier, I sent 500 of you the wrong email this week. Does that mean that I'm? Does that mean that I'm not supposed to do email marketing, or I'm not supposed to teach email marketing, or I'm not supposed to be offering my coaching package to people? No, it just meant that I was preoccupied because I had scheduled all those emails when I was should have been listening to a Facebook training. That's all. Maybe it's a lesson in Amy, pay more attention. But maybe it's just a fuck up because that stuff happens. You get to have Leela in your business, right? It's not all karma. It's not all well. I deserved that because I was crappy before. Sometimes, like Leela, the go 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 relearn or revisit the teachings on Leela. Sometimes crap happens just because the universe wanted to see what it looked like. You know, like you're walking down the street, the piano falls on you. Sometimes stuff just happens. It's not because you dropped a piano on someone in a previous life. Okay, I'm gonna do one more check in with people who are here with me live. Um, yes, Moses, haha, the work with where you're at for. Your bed, yeah, da da da. Okay, otherwise known as doing your best. Thank you for giving me the um, correct spelling there on that phrase because I I uh, don't know. I thought it was like beach mantra, or I don't know what. Yeah, da da da's beach mantra. Yes, but there you have it. There's three hundred. What is it? Three million or whatever gods in the pantheon. Maybe it's someone's beach. Okay, folks. Uh, enough from me. Before I finish up couple of things. Uh, if you are coming to the Bahamas with me, you need to get yourself registered because we are closing registration shortly. If you don't know what that is, I'm teaching a leadership retreat with Nicole Valcamp in the Bahamas at the Shivananda Yoga Ashram starting on the 30th of May. We're closing down registrations soon because we really want to check in with who's coming and making sure that the content is super tailored for you. So if you want to come on retreat with us, go to amymcdonald.com.au forward slash leadership. That one. Second, if you have had FOMO in the past or if you know you need to come back, Tier 1 of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat is now on sale. So that is starting on the 17th of January in Thailand. Uh, tier 1 registration is open now. Hint, Tier 1 is Amy's way of saying super, super, super early bird. So it's cray, cray affordable. If you know you're coming, get yourself this level of investment. There's a payment plan option and a pay in full. It's 1800 bucks for the week. All the food, all the teachings, all the amaze maze. You go to the page, watch the videos. Everybody loves it. Uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats for that one. For two retreats enrolling right now. One, Shivananda Yoga Ashram Bahamas about spiritual leadership. Two, May Rim uh, International uh, uh, IWP Northern Thailand starting on the 17th of January for my essentially yoga business boot camp. We just decided to start calling it that because, right, Danny, that's what happened last time. We didn't know that was going to happen, but that's what happened. Go check. The, uh, that's at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash 
retreats. Go check it all out. Have a fabulous day, everybody. Remember, hey, Joe, great to see you here. Remember, your success in business is not correlated to your self-worth. It's not. You are inherently perfect. You wouldn't be here otherwise. The universe doesn't make mistakes. Imperfectly perfect because actual perfection would be tedious as hell. But the way that you're here right now is this is where you're meant to be at. And what's going on for you is what's meant to happen. The universe doesn't make mistakes. That's not how karma and Leela work. Your business fuck ups, they get to be your mistakes. I make them all the time. They're always survivable. They can always be reframed. Maybe you need an objective friend. Maybe you need some coaching. Maybe you need to jump on one of these calls with me and get it sorted out or, or check in with your business bestie and talk it through with them. Um, but they're not signs from the universe that you should quit. And they're absolutely not some kind of, um, you know, hidden message that you're a loser or a failure or a fuck up or a screw up. They're just an opportunity for you to get even better. Take care, everybody. And I'll speak with you all again super soon. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.